It's indeed a pleasure for me to be here this evening, and I trust that you will be able to understand my accent. I'll do what I can to make it absolutely clear, because the message is for each and every one of us. It's not to discourage you, it's not to point fingers of blame, but to reveal to you the tactics of the enemy to destroy the church. And we need to understand from Scripture how this is done. It can be done through jealousy, envy, malice, pride. These things must be stripped back. If God's going to, not if he's going to build, he's been trying to build his church from the beginning. In Genesis we read, in chapter 26, it says there that the Philistines came behind Abraham through envy. Abraham had dug wells of springing water and they were envious of what Abraham was able to do. So because they couldn't get it, they were going to make sure Abraham wasn't going to get it. And they filled him in. Envy. But that's the attack on the church from the outside. The Old Testament church refers to the church in the wilderness. Old Testament. The church in the wilderness. And I'm sure all of you will have at one time in your experience walking with the Lord, you will have found a wilderness experience. Hello? I've been there, but I'm living proof he is able to bring us through. I'm convinced as well he is able to bring you through. But there's a problem. And the problem is this. We have to unstop the wells. So Isaac comes along. And I love Isaac. I wish there were more Isaacs. Yeah. He came along with his servants. Sleeves rolled up. And they dug. And they unplugged, they unblocked the wells. Yahoo! The water's coming. The water's coming. It's coming freely. But it won't do it. It won't come until you put an effort into releasing the water. Lord, give me also springs of water that we may never thirst again. 
Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That's the kind of life. Not a a life of depression. Not a life of submission. When we hear of the songs that we sing, and I'm not criticizing, but I'm, I'm showing you I'm showing you what it's like to be where I've been, where you've been as well. That when you sing the songs, freedom, 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 we're free and we are. But it also sends a message to me. It tells us that we were bound. You can't sing you're free if you've never been bound. But I tell you something, when Jesus sets us free, we are indeed free indeed. But now that we've got a job in our hands, we are one in Christ, regardless of your denomination. I'm not concerned about your denomination. I'm concerned about your union with Christ and his church. Not your church, not my church, his church. And it's his church what Jesus talks about. Jesus said, I will build my church. What positive, what authoritative power is in the words of Jesus when he said, in spite of all that was against him, I will build my church. And the councils and the deliberations of hell will never become against it. You know, what Isaac did wasn't just a couple of wells. And I want to warn you about wells. This is the point I want to to warn you about. What Isaac did, first of all, was... He unstopped all the wells that were being filled in. But there's a couple of wells in Genesis. Let me read it to you. And it says, And the herdmen of Jerah did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Isaac because they strove for it. They fought over it. But that didn't stop them. They thought, hey, we'll never get this one. But we'll get the next one. But the next one. And I really want you to pay attention to the name of this well. Because it's not right and it's not safe to drink from every well. You wait till you hear the name of the well. And the name of the well, the second well, they fought over it again. And the name of the well was Satan's well. And you know, that's what brings is when bitterness and jealousy and the wee petty things we fall out over. Come on. Come on. 
We need to, as the chorus says, hide no rubbish in your heart. Hide no rubbish in your heart. Let your heart be pure. Let your heart be clean. Let your heart be a vessel of honor to the Lord, to the King of Kings. That he may flow through each and every one of us and not be jealous of what he or she got to do. I never got that job to do. I'm not coming back. Tough then, don't come back. If you're jealous, we don't want you. And as I pointed out the other night, and I thought it was a lovely thought the Lord gave me. We all come to the Lord with our sin. Well, none of us was perfect. Oh, have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All of us. But God loves us so much. As I said the other night, and I, hurry, I, I make no apologies. I want to look into the eyes, into the depths of the heart of every born-again believer or every person who thinks they are worthless and cast aside, kicked aside, being abused, Spiritually as well as physically. The church is the worst place where they kill their own. Come on. This has to stop. It really has got to stop. Paul talks about divisions in the church. And Paul says, this ought not to be. We need to flex our muscle and say, right, enough is enough. Enough is enough. We have to love one another. Wasn't that the testimony of the New Testament church? See how they love one another. Hello? And now he's beginning to see the, the swords turning into pruning hooks. We're going to gather grapes. Ho-ho! We're going to get our vessels filled with living water. Lord, give me also springs of water. Lord, give me... You know, it's fantastic when God fills your heart with a positive look. Come and see. Taste and see that the Lord is good all the time. Wow. In Genesis, we know how they, when they were in the land of Egypt, Pharaoh did everything to keep the church the children of God in bondage. Everything. God sent Moses. He sent Moses with a word to Pharaoh. I love it, I love it, I love it. You go tell him, let my people go or you'll suffer the consequences. God was determined to fulfill his word from eternity past. 
it was declared that even when we think back on it, it talks about Jesus being there right in the beginning with the Father. In the beginning with the Father with a purpose to find the people that were his and that he would purchase them with his own precious blood. You're not bought with a price, Peter says. You're not bought with a price of silver or gold, but you're bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And you kind of put a price in it. Wow. But there's other things in our well. Sickness. Diseases. Everything the enemy can throw at you. God to blame. But God says to our diseases, let my people go. God said to my cancer, let my people go. I tell you, every sickness Jesus dealt with, and he healed them all. Wow, did God have an answer. Did the enemy get afraid with God's arsenal? Wow! Where did that come from? It came from heaven above. Paul hasn't nailed it. Paul nailed it so beautifully when he says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Come on, you can't win. I mean, you, well, well, you stay where you are, you can't win. What I'm saying is, you can't lose. You cannot lose. If God be for us, who can be against us? As I often say, if God be for us, Who's stupid enough to be against us? Stupid. Not cases. Fruit cases. Dave, you're right. No brainer. So he turns to every sickness, I'm glad to say. God is not willing that any should perish. Isn't that love? What kind of love is this? I am the guilty one. Uh, Yes, I think there's the words of it. I am the guilty one, yet I go free. I am the guilty one, yet I go free. I tell you, friends, we really need to... I tell you, and I declare this from Louisiana, we love the place, we love the place. It was too warm, but oh, we loved it. <laughs> we came with sun lotion and then, well, look at the weather now. We don't need sun lotion. <laughs> But then we brought the Scottish weather over and we cooled you down a wee bit. <laughs> then God sent the fire to heat you up again. <laughs> yeah? 
This is my first time ever out of the country of UK. My first time I ever bought a passport. 77 years of age. My, my son was supposed to come here and he said, Dad, you go. I said to him, but I don't have a passport. Get one. <laughs> so here I am. Thanks to my brother Alan, he's been my company. Because if he hadn't been there with me, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> Especially because see some of these airports. Oh my goodness me. <laughs> but it's good to be here. I, I, I tell you, you, I love every one of you. There's such a joy to be in the presence of God's people. There is a love that passeth all understanding. There is a love that cannot be matched anywhere. I'm not going to sing it, but I'll recite it. Wait to fill up my well. Wait to draw from my well. <laughs> You've got to work for your money here, Alden. <laughs> yes, I, I just love it. Wait till I find the words. This technology is great, you know. Gives me a chance to catch my breath back. <laughs> the love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. O love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure the saints and angels song. There's one verse, there's one verse that I love, and because my voice is just not quite on, I don't want to waste the song, and I don't want to waste the theme. And this song was found to be written at Prisoner of War Camp. And it was, the story was told that it was a Christian believer who was in the camp and because of the malnutrition, etc., 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 you see the enemy trying to plug the well. But this man, it was said that he wrote the, he wrote the words of this verse on the walls of the mental ward that he was in but that wasn't true not that I know 
but it was written in the walls over the billet where he stayed before he was taken to the mental hospital. He lost his mind. And this proves this man wasn't mental when he wrote these words. And the words were these. I want you to listen to them very carefully. Could we, we think, the ocean fill? And where the skies of parchment made, where every stalk on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade, to write the love of God above would drain the oceans dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. God does take care of his own. And I love it, you know, when we come around the cross. I love it when we meet with God's people. I love it especially when we come around the Lord's table with reverence. Something we need to do, need to learn all back over again to do. I've been in the apostolic church for over 60 years. And I know there, there were religious problems there as well because they put limitations on different things. So I'm not going into that. I just want you to know how God is building his church. But being in that church for 60 odd years, my wife and I between us, over 120 years' experience walking with the Lord. Had our ups and had our downs. But we remain standing. Amen. You don't get anywhere lying down. You have to get up and fight. You have to get up and resist the enemy, the Bible says, and he'll flee from you. You have to deal with the enemy as though you meant it. Hey, you, out of it. Jesus never turned around and says to the devil, hey, Mr. Satan, would you, mind, would you mind leaving? Would you mind leaving? I've got a meeting. Jesus said, get you behind me, Satan. Get you behind me, Satan. Jesus is protecting his church. He said to Peter, say to Peter, Simon Peter, he says to him, he says, Satan would sift thee as wheat, but I have prayed for you. He knew Peter was going to deny him, yet he loved him. Friends, when you know your friend's going to betray you, going to stab you in the back, please forgive them. Please forgive them. Please forgive them. And when you're dealing with them, really, you're not speaking about them. You're speaking about the enemy's tactics through them. And it's the enemy 
It's not the person you have to persecute. It's the source of the evil that put into. Because it says regarding Peter, it says that and Satan entered into. Sorry, it was, sorry, it was Judas. Uh, Satan entered into Judas. But it was also Satan that put the idea into Peter's head that he wouldn't have betrayed. No, me, Lord, I'll never betray you. Me. I'm your favorite. <laughs> you know, when we get so egoistic and think that we have the best thing since sliced bread, yeah. you're in the road down. But we want to make sure, I want to make sure that every one of us is encouraged to stand firm on the Word of God. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. As Mary would say to the, 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 her brother, the, the Lord's brethren, whatsoever, he said to the servant, sorry, sorry, I'll, get this, I'll rewind. <laughs> I've had too much wine to drink. At the marriage of Cana, they turned up and there was no wine. Oh my goodness me. Coming to a wedding and there's no wine. <laughs> Coming to the church and there's no wine. Lord, help me. Have no wine. And then he makes, and I say this reverentially, he says something stupid. Fill the perkins up to the brim with water. Lord, it's no water we want, it's wine. Mary says, whatsoever he says to you, Look, I've known them all these days, and I don't understand them either. <laughs> I can't fathom them out, but she says, Look, I've learned this much. Whatever he says to you to do, just do it. Wow! I. A great admiration for a dear pastor of mine many years ago. He's passed on to be with the Lord now. And he wrote a book. If you get your hands on it, read it. And the title of the book was The Punctuality of God. Pastor Ian McPherson. God always turned up in time. Do we? Oh, eh. Uh, I missed the bus. You bet you did. <laughs> but anyhow, we know the story. They know the outcome. When they tasted the, the water that was in the firkins, they were going, hey, whoo boy, this is good water. <laughs> hey, brother, this is living water. Never mind the color. You get it down, boy. Get it down. 
I don't know about you, but I'm going to enjoy heaven. I'm going to enjoy to be in the presence of the Lord. When I was first saved, we had a, a membership of a huge big church. Hmm. Three people. But I'll tell you something. The attendance was 100% at every meeting. Today we've got big churches and you'll be lucky if you get 30% coming. Am I speaking to someone? Do some people just preach to the people what he wants them to hear? Or do they need to hear something that they really should hear? Because Jesus said, where the twos and threes are gathered together in my name. Now listen carefully. I used to think when it said, there am I in the midst. But when you've got three people, there's no standing in the middle of you. But what it means is he's standing there right in front of you. Right there in front of you. He's there before you. And I've learned to pray as well when we come to the church, to the assembly. I don't invite the Lord to come. If it's his house, I think he'll be there first. And it's him that invites us to come to his house. Woo! Boy, am I drinking up this water. <laughs> but you're not getting any. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Yeah, so... Then we come to another predicament. The Lord's trying to build his church. And I want you to listen. Ezekiel, son of man, can these bones live? Mm, timorously, as we say in Scotland, timorously. A wee timorous just means a wee frightened man. He was frightened when, well, well, Lord, you know the answer to that one, Lord. But I'm asking you a question. Can these bones live? Thou knowest, Lord. And what am I trying to say? I never thought about this till the other day. We know what happened, how the, all the bones came together. Da, da, da. Hip bone connected. And there stood up a great army. But it didn't say an army of men. Ladies, I'm coming round to you in a wee minute. 
What would the church be without the women? Here is another, here is another, another obstacle by the church, put into the church to forbid women to do certain things. And one occasion which sticks in my throat has done for years, let women keep silent in the church. I've got an answer for that one, you know. And you know something? I'll bet you anything you like, it was staring you in the face and you haven't seen it. Stood out a mile, without a doubt, without a question. They all went into the upper room, the men and the women together. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, well, if, 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 this is what shows up the religious spirit. If they were meant to be silent, why did God fill their mouth to speak? Am I right? Am I right? So men, men, it's time we shut up and let God do his own work. Philip had four daughters which did prophesy. New Testament church. There were prophetesses in the Old Testament church as well. See how the enemy tries to shut the church up. The Lord showed me an illustration. And the illustration was quite simple, really. I've been a truck driver all my, all my days. I want to go from A to B. So what do I do? I fill my tank right up to the brim. But the church, the church is running on half tank because they don't want the women. I'm sorry to tell you. You'll not get to your destination without them. And I believe wholeheartedly that in these days we are in now, God is going to release by His Spirit an army of men and women inspired and filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. And it will be a Holy Spirit church. And no doubt about it. It was Jesus that said it. I will build my church. And the gates and deliberations and insinuations from hell will ever prevail against it. I love it, you know. I love it when everybody's involved. In in the church that I, I went to years ago, this person was delegated to do this job, and woe betide you if you touched it. Woe, woe betide you if you stepped over the line. People were late in coming in, and my wife was 
we've still got the, the Lord's table to prepare. And the person responsible was, no, here yet. What am I to do? Because she was frightened to cross the line. So she crossed the line. She got what for after it, but she crossed the line. And we saw, both my wife and myself, saw the religiousness, even in a great move of God from the 1904 revival in Wales, that the church that we were in was birthed from. Mighty, 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 mighty move of God. Miners were saved. They worked down the pits and the animals, the, the horses, the donkeys, whatever it was they used to move the coal about underground, refused to work for them because they didn't understand the new language. That's a fact. They were used to cursing and swearing. They were used to the worldly language. But when the miners came down the pit converted with a new heavenly language, the animals were what's going on? What am I supposed to do? The prisons were emptied. <laughs> True. The prisons were emptied. The police force had to move. The police station was closed down and moved somewhere else. The pubs were closed. God did move. God who at sundry times in divers manners spake unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days well come on hath in these last days Are we looking for a revival? Don't think you're going to prepare for it coming. Because you haven't a clue what's coming. You haven't got a clue what, and I'm not saying what might be coming. You never heard me, right? I said, what is coming? It is coming. No. Who says God's word is dead? I've read the scriptures for years. Lots of this stuff hits me like a brick. And I go, Where did that come from? <laughs> but God is so gracious and kind. He loves correcting you with kisses. Aww, yeah, yeah. I remember a time when I had fallen away. Um, not going into detail because I don't think that's right. I don't believe that you should make public, public uh, 
confessions in, in public of your life at all to the public. Uh, I don't believe that's right. The Bible say, some people say, but the Bible says confessing your faults one to another. But it doesn't mean that. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. If you happen to be in conversation with one another and you may, you know, you've got a difference of opinion and one's right, one's wrong, and both think they're right. But what it means is, when you discover you're wrong, go back and say, oh, yeah, my sister, you were right. That's what it means. When the woman was caught in the act of adultery, he didn't say, well, you have to confess all your sins to me. He didn't have to. He knew them. But God is coming. Looking for a people who mean business. Don't waste God's time if you're not sincere. If he is to be the bridegroom, be prepared as the bride to be what he says he expects of you. There's a hymn, I'll just forget uh, the, the words of it, but the verse goes like this. And you'll love it. The bride eyes not her garment, but her dear bridegroom's face. Eh? She's no thinking, this is beautiful. What a beautiful dress. No, 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 no. She's looking in the face of her beloved. Oh. What, what a day that will be. I love the woman who sang a song as well. And it was so beautiful that she sung it and I just filled up. Just filled up. In heaven, there are many things I'm longing to, to I'm longing so to see. But I want to see my Saviour first of all. Amen. And she was blind. Amen. And she was blind. The first person she wanted to see was Jesus. Amen. I tell you, if anyone ever captured our attention. It was Jesus and his love for us. He came to save me. He came to heal me. He came to save me by his grace. But then... The Lord says, Isaiah 43, 19. <laughs> I will do a new thing. 
Behold, all things are passed away, and I make all things new. No more of the filter rags. No more of the tittle-tattle. No more of the backbiting. No more of whatever blocks the vessel. Your heart gets, or the vessels of your heart get blocked. I'll put it this way. There's a man who worked beside me in the, in the driving industry. And I said to him one day, why are you not on your own truck? Why are you, why are you on this small truck? Oh, yeah, I'm just waiting for my medical report. I says, why? Why, why are you looking? Now, those, I hope there's somebody here who have, a, who have medical experience. Have you? Have you? Bear me out. Witness, please be a witness for me. I was an instructor with, with the British Red Cross, the cross, and I knew exactly what he was talking about, and I just about went through him like a... Wow. Why are you waiting for your medical result? He says, I've got 75% damage to the coronary system. That means the circulation of the heart. I says, what are you doing, man? Are you waiting to kill somebody? Are you waiting till you drive down the road and children run out in front of you and the old heart will go poof and you'll wipe them out? Park up your truck, I says, get home. But we have people in the church just like that. We have people in the church who are genuinely ill. And I'll tell you something, and I've seen it for years. They leave the church the way they came in. And we're praying for revival. Come on, get your act together. We need to waken up and realize that Jesus has given us authority to pray for the sick, call for the elders of the church, anointing with oil, lay hands on the sick, and they pray for them, and they shall recover. No more blocked up wells now. Unblock the wells until it's done. Come on! I was born <laughs> miraculously, miraculously, one of fifteen of a family. I was mocked, I was ridiculed, but I shone all the brighter. I wouldn't let nothing stop me going to church. My mother would say to me, you've got a church of your own to go to. I said, I would rather go to this one. <laughs> and we went to it until the, we got married in the same church, not that particular assembly, in another assembly in the same district. 
But we got married together 58 years ago, and we're still together. There is another, uh, I don't know what time I've got, but both of us were born in the same town. I'll try and cut this short. Both of us born in the same town, living a mile or so apart, past each other in the street where we're dummy tits in the pram. Come on. Our, our smoothers, as, as they call them smoothers here? Pacifiers. Soothers? Pacifiers. Pacifiers here? <laughs> Anyhow, her father got a call through the prophet to move away. No. Twelve, thirteen years later, her father, her mother, and my now wife came to the, to the town where they used to live, preached in the assembly where I was now going to, and I got saved. And I'm going to give you a wee secret. We courted for five years, and when our wedding was announced, people's mouth went, because they never knew. We didn't believe in making a public nuisance of ourselves, smoochy, 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 <laughs> in the church. We had respect for God's house. We had respect for one another because our love meant more to him than it did for each other. Keeping it together. We have counseled many whose marriage was in the, the, the brink of breaking up. We've seen some not listening to what we said, but still, we stood strong. Our assemblies closed down all round about us, and we were left without a church. Stephen wanted to start up something or other or to go somewhere to be led by or tutored by someone else and we said to him it would work Stephen and he was disappointed because he didn't see what we saw but anyway he, God led him to somewhere else and from there this Scotland the Blaze was birthed. We've only got a few people called the Hub. Not a church, called the Hub. And we started off with maybe about half a dozen, was it we roughly, Alan? But God poured his he saw the loyalty. He saw the determination. He saw the, the, the zeal of his people wanting to move on to something greater. And God showed us and took us past all the religious rubbish that was holding the church back. And we moved on by the moving of the Holy Spirit. And now... We're booking a hotel for 200 people coming this August to see Ian Clayton. Yeah. 
I think, in fact, there's some have to be turned away. There may be too many. But that doesn't stop us. Nobody's stopping up my well. Nobody's putting a roadblock on my road. I'll knock it down. When you think of all the sicknesses and illnesses that Jesus, the people that Jesus encountered, women with the issue of blood, the young 12-year-old girl who had died, the widow woman whose son had died, her only son, Jesus raised him from the dead. There was nothing. There was absolutely nothing he couldn't deal with. Have I got much longer to go, brother? I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll wind it up. I'll wind, I'll wind it up. But, but I only, I, I really only want to come here to encourage all of you, love one another, support one another, neglect, neglect not the assembling of yourselves together, If you see your brother or your sister in need, see to it. But if you see your brother or sister in need and you don't do anything about it, Peter says, that is a sin. I love it when people trickle in. It's just like the, the rippling brook, as we talk about it in Scotland, the wee rippling brook. Behind the house where I lived in at home, there was a river. And one day I went and found where the source was. And where the river began, It was as wide as that, and I could have stepped over it. But follow that stream. Follow that stream. And you will have great difficulty crossing it. It flows right into the Solway Firth. But when the river of God flows from the throne... It's going to be marvelous. We'll be singing a song. I'm drinking at the well where living waters swell. My Savior is so wonderful to me. His praises I will tell while drinking at the well. My Savior is so wonderful to me. Wonderful, wonderful. My Savior is so wonderful. Where the living waters flow, I am drinking as I go, for my Savior is so wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Jesus is to me. 
we go on, we go on, we go on. But you know, I love, I love standing in front of the middle when there's a wee boy. <laughs> and I'm standing there, give it all day, boy. <laughs> you know, that just means give it all you've got. And I stood there and my face was radiant because I loved the Lord so much. I just speak to Jesus and I'm singing with all my heart. And I've been singing ever since. I remember one time when I worked in the forestry before I got married. Worked in the forestry and we're climbing trees, gathering seedlings from the trees and I'm singing like a linty. That's just how we bird. I was singing up there like the birds, you know, and we're picking those seedlings. Somebody passing by says, Aye, that's as near as heaven as you'll ever be. I says, no, I'm going higher, yes, higher. I'm going higher someday into the presence of Jesus. I'm going higher someday out of the land of the shadow into the brightness of day. I'm going higher, yes, higher. I'm going higher someday. And I've met people through my life's experience and every conversation, I would always have a song for the situation. I knew songs upon hundreds of hymns, lots and lots of choruses. Let's go on, let's go on, talking about the good old way. Let's go on, let's go on, talking about the Lord. I feel so much better talking about the good old way. I feel so much better talking about the Lord. Well, my mother-in-law said to me, before we were married, she says to me, one thing I like about you, Andrew, you're always talking about the Lord. I'm clever. I says, who better to talk about? Who better to talk about? Let's talk about Jesus more and more. Let's talk about Jesus more and more. Wow. A song for every occasion. Even a song for a wedding. I'm living in hallelujah land. I'm living where everything is grand. Where the living waters flow. I am drinking as I go. I am living, 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 living. I'm living in hallelujah land. Oh, Beulah land. Sweet Beulah land. Beulah land means the wedding. The marriage. Whoa. Yes, and I thank God. Now, I only want to say to encourage you, to embrace you, to give you some 
oomph. Come on. If you want to come for prayer, if you've got a need, if you've lost your zeal, if you've lost that oomph, come and get recharged. Come and get blessed. Come and let God do what he wants to do in your life. He wants you to be on the top, not a bottom. He wants you to be out front, not the back. He wants you to have the best, not the worst. And if you haven't got the dress to come to the wedding, he's got one for you.